Welcome to Mobile Armor Radio, the podcast for all things mecha. Jump ship incoming. Hello everyone, welcome to another amazing episode of Mobile Armor Radio. I am one of your hosts, Brian. I'm Chopper. And I'm Rob. Yeah. And this is episode 51. 51. Or or whatever season episode breakdown that is. <laughs> Have we finally won? It's broken down this? I, I don't know. <laughs> so, but uh, definitely uh, the show is, is continuing on and forward into all sorts of exciting stuff because you guys got to go to Gen Con. So we are going to be talking a lot more about that here uh, in the next few segments. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was giving you a chance to do the break. Oh, that's what's happening? I, it was so quick, I couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> I went longer than I usually do, guys. <laughs> I, I'm trying. <laughs> oh, that's all you can do. Dropship landing. And welcome to the dropship. This is the part of the show where we talk about all the things that we're working on uh, for, for you know, gun kits or other uh, minis and, and so on and so forth. So I'm going to throw it over to Pat. You go first. What are Me. you working on? Uh, really just the same old stuff I've always been working on. Um, still working on the Neo Zhong. I'm really kind of. Uh, kind of buckling down a little bit on that. Uh, and Rob has seen my progress. And he's yeah, seen how I've giant seen it. Yeah, I've seen it in person, and the thing is huge. <laughs> yeah. So it, it takes a lot of paint to paint this thing up. It's not, <laughs> oh, it's not the size of a small child. It's the size of a large child. Oh, geez. So uh, that's it's coming along, but it's, it's a lot slower than I expected. Uh, I'm still painting up the Scorpion mech. I want to get that up done, too, so I can get some pictures up. The Scorpion mech that we got from our longtime listener, John Bear Ross. Mm-hmm. And then I just started printing up uh, one of his tanks to go into battle against the Scorpion mech. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Um, I have grand grand delusions now that my wife has been nominated for a, a scenic design award. Yeah. Now, now I want to make me something. <laughs> Congratulations to, to her, by the way. <laughs> to, pro- to prove that I'm not as good as she is. That's right. She's she's award winning, and you're nothing. I am nothing. I'm just uh, I'm just uh, across. The, I'm just across the room recognized. The trophy husband. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're the trophy husband. That's right. <laughs> uh, still painting a magnesium core. Uh, I, I really want to get to those mechs, but I, I, if I don't paint up these troopers up first, then I know I will bog down at the trooper part, like I have been now. Uh, it's using the mech as a reward at the end of the troopers. Yes, if I can get the troopers done, then it, the then I get to I get to eat to the plate of the the giant mechs. <laughs> Um, anything else mech related I'm working on I didn't I got some stuff from Iron Metals at Gen Con Uh, we'll talk about that in the next thing but I did not put them together Uh, these things are ginormous I didn't think they were that big yeah we'll get to it (laughs) 
Uh, not not really loaded. I built a hand solo blaster. That's about it. Nice. <laughs> well, there's there's adats in Star Wars, so it's related. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that counts. Uh, it's a full size replica of Han Solo's blaster. Just oh, in case. No. Just yeah. in case. Functioning uh, too, just in case. Just in case. <laughs> Uh, but that's all I got. Uh, not a whole, I mean, stuff I mean, done, <laughs> but nothing new. <laughs> and nothing finished. Just, just yeah. in just process. Started. Just continuing to plod along. <laughs> uh, how about you, Rob? What do you got been working on? Uh, once again, at Gen Con, I did pick up uh, tons of aerospace ships from Iron Wind Metal for Battletech and aerospace, but mostly for Battletech. But uh, I didn't really have any aerospace stuff. I have a few, but not very many, so I was like, that's it. I'm going to buy tons. So I bought a ton of those guys. <laughs> Did you so, really uh, buy a ton? A, a literal ton. They are metal, metal, too, right? Yeah, they are metal, so it's close to a ton. But uh, You did a trade, right? Yeah, we did a trade, and, and uh, use some cash, too, because there's a lot of them. But uh, they are... Yeah, I put them all together. Mostly, they're, they're one piece, except for you have to add like little wings and stuff, winglets and weapons and stuff, but I are not... Well, the, the good thing is now we can we know what the size scale is. Yeah, that's a, that's a good thing to, for them to see what, how big they are, because it is always is hard to tell how big uh, aerospace should be. And uh, uh, for the for the uh, flight stands, some of them I magnetized, some I just uh, did holes for like ports. Mattering how thin the some had really thin posts, so I just put drilled a hole and stuck them on, but. For the bigger posts, I did magnets so that it would just break them off. So I did. I also got a bunch of Vanguard ships. They're not. It's not mech related at all. But uh, from, for, or not Vanguard. I always say Vanguard. Uh, Armada ships from Mantic, and uh, I magnetized all the masts in those too, just so I wouldn't break them off. So <laughs> I was in a magnetizing <laughs> thing there. It seems like it. Other than that, I'm starting to t- uh, to print up the uh, a tank mech called the m3 lee it's based on the u.s american tank but it's in a mech and uh from extra guy patreon it's very cool it's very cool indeed and uh this extra guy he's doing next week next month he's doing votoms so he's doing the, oh yeah he's doing the good guys and the bad guys and maybe some doug ram models too so he does a lot of mechs already and a lot of cyberpunk kind of stuff for his patreon for it's stls for 3d printing if i didn't make that clear and uh, yeah, next next month he's doing some Votom, so I'm gonna be definitely making some Votom minis to use <laughs> in my Votom game, which isn't a real thing yet, but maybe one day. <laughs> <laughs> one day. So uh, yeah, so I, I can't wait for that. And uh, yeah, other than that, I think I've probably done other stuff, but I don't remember it, so it doesn't count, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> You guys, you guys were really busy, so... Yeah, it was... Uh, and just getting back from just catching up on like all the regular stuff, I really haven't had time to do anything. So, catching up. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. So. How about you, Brian? That's what you got? Um, I've been... Uh, you know, in, in preparation, we got uh, the Michigan GT coming up here at the end of September. And uh, so I've been painting up mostly terrain uh, for that, getting some dead zone terrain painted up. Um, a lot of that's 3D printed from the uh, the Corvus Starport, uh, or Tycho Starport from the Corvus Gaming Terrain mm-hmm. um, 3D files. Uh, nice stuff. Like, it's uh, 
you know, solid walls and everything like that. You just throw the roof on top. Um, so I've been working on that. Uh, I have a full table of just that terrain now. So it'll be nice to use that as my kind of transport terrain because it's nice and sturdy. I don't have to worry about it falling apart uh, as much. Um, but then I also did, um, I think this was like right at the, uh, the beginning of the month is, uh, the, the Chibi Tech, uh, guy had, had released that gaming bundle that I, I think I mentioned in the last episode. And so I got myself a copy of that, uh, with, with the files that came with that, um, which is basically a, uh, a handful of like torsos, a handful of arms, and a handful of legs, and then everything that you kind of need for to play the little game that he he's kind of developed along with it. Mm-hmm. And so I actually did. I printed out um, the like a, a set of, of two mechs basically to start with. Uh, you know, two sets of legs, two torsos, and two different types of arm loadouts. So one's one's like a shield and a gun uh, with you know with a hand, and then another one is. Uh, basically like like basically gun pods for arms mm. um, so they're they're really neat models uh, and they actually like it does come with uh, FDM friendly uh, versions that are kind of like sliced in half already so you can print it up and it'll basically like, print the guns in half and you basically just have to glue them together oh, yeah. um, and so that was really nice. I don't know if I'm going to magnetize these first ones. They have slots, like pre pre-made slots where you can put a magnet. Um, but because they're they're FTM and it was kind of the first pass, I might see about just doing, uh, you know, I might just glue the limbs into it. Um, but it's definitely like, especially at the beginning of the month, that was my jam and where my mind was at was like that armored core. I'm going to swap out arms and legs and and stuff like that and make make a really custom mech and i love the idea that he's got worked into his game uh where you know you essentially have the car like a card of the piece that you've got and that's kind of how you assemble your mech um so it's neat i haven't had a chance to play it yet but i i'm definitely going to be building a few more of these these mechs as it goes um but that was kind of the like what i've been working on uh, I, one day I'll, I'll paint them up too. <laughs> I guess I, I've been thinking of um, like just really, really bright, solid kind of primary colors for them, just to really change up my usual painting things, just to try something different. Yeah, um, and I think it'll be fun—a fun little exercise. So, but uh, but yeah, so that's uh, kind of what I've been working on. And I think with that, we can move on over to Comstar. Sounds good. Yes. Message from Comstar. I'm Brian. And I'm Rick. From Dead Zone the Podcast. And you're listening to Mobile Armor Radio. And welcome to Comstar. This is the section of the show where we talk about TVs, movies, books, comics, video games, and RPGs, all, all sorts of things under the sun mech related uh that we've been partaking in and so to uh start this round off i'm gonna throw it back over to rob uh before i went to gen con my pacific <laughs> rim on the bis came in so i got that's uh in had a lot of cool stuff like pins and metallic posters and stuff yeah but uh 
that's the uh, omnibus, the comic book omnibus for all the different miniseries from Pacific Rim. So that's cool. I get that. But then we went to Gen Con. So it was, a, it was a lot of buying at Gen Con. Not as much as usual, I don't think. But I still came home with a full suitcase. So I don't know. Yeah, we were pretty reserved. <laughs> I, mean, I still had a ton of stuff. Uh, I did get the Alpha Strike box set from for Battletech from Catalyst. It sold out in two hours, I think. But I was lucky enough to get in there and grab one. And, yeah, I heard uh, it was it was quick. <laughs> yeah, it was busy. It's coming out in I think November or maybe October for everyone else. But they always gotcha. have stuff at uh, Gen Con, exclusive stuff. It's pretty cool. It's got a lot. Of, it's uh, basic rules. You need it's just the uh, mech combat. If you want to play the full game, you need the Commander's Edition. But it's pretty cool. Everybody was like raving about the terrain, but it's just cardboard terrain. It's like in the day of <laughs> the days of STLs and we cardboard terrain. Come on, come on. Yeah. And, uh, oh my gosh, it's so different than everything else out there right now. Yeah, but <laughs> to go I, back to cardboard. I think it was uh, BattleTech's not known for adding terrain, so I think it's for those kind of people that just play BattleTech. It's like, oh, terrain. But gotcha. Play other games because there's sense. tons of terrain out there. <laughs> uh, also, uh, Pat and I were just checking things out. Happened to walk by the FASA booth, and Pat's like, "Oh, I want to check out the Interceptor because uh, I packed it." So we went and looked at the minis. And the lady's like, oh, come over here. And Pat's like, okay. <laughs> I'm telling Pat's story for him. <laughs> That's and, right. uh, and she's like, uh, oh, what's your what's your name? And he gives it. Oh, she goes, she goes, come look at the big boxes. And I was like, yeah, all right. Yeah. And as I walked over, they go, oh, yeah, I, I, I kickstarted this. And they're like, oh, yeah, what's your name? And I told them my name. They looked something up. And then he goes, they went, hold your hand out. I went, okay. And they just started lowering my hand with my pledge. They're like, there you go. I'm going to mark you down on a ship. They go, uh, well, I was like, excuse me? Yeah, we didn't expect <laughs> this at all. We were just like, what? Yeah, they're like, well, here's your Kickstarter. You, can pick, you are able to pick it up at Gen Con. I'm like, I did not know that. All right. <laughs> Thanks a lot. So nice. that, that I out. also, uh, Pat got one for me too. So I, I also have Interceptor. And uh, <laughs> we played a little short game of it. We played a couple of games. I think the first time we did one-on-one, right? And then the second time we did two-on-two. Yeah, we did one-on-one and it wasn't as fun. Because yeah. it's just really about trying to get position with one ship. It's it, it's much better this version of this game uh, with at least two ships. Yeah, because then you gotcha. can, you can set guys up, and it was fun. Right, but and we oh, always gotta have a wingman. Yeah, and the first game it was uh, figuring out the the everything else pretty. It's very dead zone like actually it's dice pools and stuff. But then the movement's really odd. It's there's like a what would you call it a template, Pat? Yeah, it's like a, a giant template. And it tells you uh, what, what, yeah, dice you need to do certain maneuvers, and it once you got your head around that, it was a lot faster. And by the second game, we were just flying through like we were going so well. But Pat kept yeah. on pushing the limit and ended up really killing himself, really. But his fl- ship was pushing floating dead the in that space. I just, yeah, I, fl- I flamed out, then I passed out. Yeah, so I just skated up there with my last ship and destroyed him. So it was a uh, uh, oh yeah, I flamed out, I passed out, and then I was out of out of. Uh, I figure what they call it. Yeah. But I was basically out of control and just spinning. Yeah. So I blasted them out of the air at the end. But it was fun. It was a very fun game. And I think with a bunch of ships, because I think they gave you, don't they give you two mats in there? So I think you could do quite a few big board. Yeah, you could do, yeah, you could do a big board. It is hex-based. Um, so it's, yeah. Uh, it's so not, you could use a Dreadball mat. <laughs> yeah. But it's not uh, based on the old Interceptor. This is brand new. It's just using the name, not even the IP, because the old Interceptor was part of Renegade Legion. It's not nothing to do with that. It's yeah. just they're using the name, and uh, 
I don't know how close. I never played the old interceptor, but I don't know how close the rules are. But I don't. I don't think it's too. close. It's been a while. I, I'd have to go downstairs and get the old box out and look at the rules again because it's been a while since I played it. Uh, but I will say, in this new set of rules, if you get all three of those things, like what happened to me, it's pretty deadly because you can only yeah. remove one of those conditions every turn. Yeah. So that was the, that was the problem. He he. Uh, I think you remove you get regain consciousness, but you were still spinning out of control. Uh, but you also purposely went like extreme, tried to do extreme maneuver well, to get behind me. So <laughs> I was, I was trying, I was trying to, I was trying to put the end of the game. But uh, yeah, it's neat. It's a mattering which angle you shoot at. It's different modifiers. Plus, there's no damn, there's no hit points in the game. It's where you hit kind of determines what happens to them. So you can get a lucky shot and kill a guy one shot, but you can also just. I I kept hitting your guys and doing hardly anything to you because I was just hitting your armor or whatever. But it no, uh, but you were you were whittling down the the yeah. the ship's stats. Yeah, that's as you go. You kind of gotcha. yeah, they have like you can damage <clears throat> stats of the ship or different different weapons and stuff. It's really fun fun. I like how it really use the damage mod like how you damage ships. And like I say, it's mm-hmm. like a dice pool like dead zone. So it's it was pretty easy that way too. So it was fun. Nice. Um, also from, from trades at, uh, Gen Con, we got both, I think both me and you got the attack on Kaiju, attack of the Kaiju game from Wildfire Games. I haven't yes. had a really chance to look at it. It's Kaiju on Kaiju fighting, I guess, but, and, uh, I think it has cardboard standees in it. I checked, a, I looked at the, it's the like setup they had there and it looks pretty cool and it's all black and white art. With like just splashes of color here and there, it was pretty. It's pretty cool design. So, have to check that game out some point. As I said, I got tons of aerospace ships from Ironwind. <laughs> we just talked about that already. Uh, I also saw the giant Irby Mech that was uh, from Catalyst Games. You could tell Catalyst Games they they always have a pretty good sized booth, but they, they put they, a lot of money in the Gen Con this year. Yeah, there, yeah. Was, a, there was a full size Irby Urban Mech in the outside of the main doors at outside. And it was impressive. like an inflatable one. Yeah, yeah right. it was inflatable. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't operational. It was just inflatable, but it, it was pretty cool. Like there were so many people taking pictures of it, and like I'm sure a lot of them didn't even know what it's from. But it was impressive. I I was like, wow, Catalyst. You could tell Catalyst uh, stepped it up this year and probably made a lot more money this year after their kick- successful Kickstarters and all the GW people flocking to BattleTech. Now you could tell they're they're almost in a different level than they were last year. So. It was pretty impressive. Nice. Uh, even FASA. FASA last year had like a teeny little booth, and they had a pretty good sized booth. And who was the other one that I was? Oh, uh, uh, uh what is it? Uh, who makes Cyberpunk? Um, oh, Artalosaurian. Yeah, Artalosaurian Games. Last year they had like a table. This year they had a huge booth, and it's like you could tell mm-hmm. which games are caught the zeitgeist a bit with uh, with Cyberpunk yeah. obviously becoming huge, and BattleTech. That BattleTech had like. Or Catalyst had like three or four different booths just because they're also uh, promoting their Kickstarter for their, their I, I guess it would be steampunky flying battleship game. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. I've oh, the Leviathan. Yeah. I, I checked out the rules for that. I It didn't. It looked very crunchy, and I'm like, I'm not into crunchy rules, so I, I was not interested. <laughs> we'll have but, to play the original version and see how crunchy it is. Yeah, maybe it's a little better. I'm sure it's based off the original rules because it's the same designers. So uh, I think that's it for my uh, Gen Con haul. Other than that, I didn't do anything else. I don't think. Oh, there is there is a comic book called uh, 
I, a while back I talked about the Marvel mech comic book where they took Marvel heroes and put them in mechs. Now DC has done the same thing, which is super odd. That so both companies have like their heroes in mechs now, like as just like a Elseworlds kind of other you know other world story. But it's just huh. odd that both of them are like obviously they were both probably both in production at the same time. I would think there's no way they could have gotten them out that fast. So right. That that's just showing how much like Mecca is into mainstream geekdom. Like if if DC and Marvel both have their own mech comic books right now, so yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. But uh, DC mech, it's not as I don't think it's as fun as the Marvel one. It's a little bit more serious, which is odd. But it's it's still giant mechs fighting each other. Batman's a real dick in it. <laughs> Well, when is he not? Well, they're they're kind of younger too. They almost seem like teen heroes, so it's almost like the the trope of teen pilots because mm. he's kind of a hothead. Yeah. And then there's and and uh, well, he's Kent. he's halfway to becoming a mech pilot himself because his parents are dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. It works out, but uh, yeah, and Cal El shows up. At, at, this is the first time he comes to Earth, and he's in a mech that's kind of more advanced and. It's, they they're fighting at first, but then the parademons from Darkseid are in giant mechs also, and Darkseid send his troops in <laughs> giant mechs. Darkseid's got mechs. That's crazy. Because that's where it kind of starts. Darkseid, the parademon, one parademon shows up in like the fifties and like destroys the JSA and kills most of them. So the surviving oh. members uh, decide to uh, create their the own mechs to robots. fight them. Yeah, <laughs> to fight the uh, just in case the parademons show back up, and then yeah, they show back up. So. It's interesting. It's like Pacific Rim. Sort of, yeah. It's got like elements from everything because it's it you can see that they where their influences are and it's like they mm. every robot has a little different influence from different things. It's kind of fun. Anyways. Uh yeah. I don't think I've done anything other than that. I think that is it. So I will I will throw it to Brian. What have you done, Brian? Well, uh, for the most part, uh, I did manage to track down, like, like I said, at the beginning of the month, I was very much into like an armored core kind of uh, mindset. So uh, I, I have my copy of Armored Core 3 with me, but I don't have my PlayStation 2 with me. <laughs> and that game is not backwards compatible. Um, so I... Uh, did manage, however, to track down a copy of Armored Core 4, um, which was on like the, the PS3, uh, you know, 360 era. And uh, I've been I've been playing through that. Uh, it, so it's it's from the guys from software, which are the same guys behind, you know, Dead Souls and, uh, and is it Demon Souls, Dark Souls. I said Dead Souls, then I. Uh, that's probably something else. Different game. Uh, <laughs> Elden Ring. Uh, I know. So, so, so it's, it's, is this game really just want to murder you at every two seconds? I mean, uh, apparently Armored Core kind of had a history of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, this one, like, it, it's it's been kind of interesting. It's it's different from like those the earlier Armored Cores because I remember those being more like you kind of had a, a greater feel for like these different companies and or corporations that, that all are kind of vying and governments that are all vying for power and whatnot. And, and you were a bit more mercenary uh, in, in those earlier games where you could like kind of pick who you were siding with to a certain extent. Oh, yeah. um, this, this one has been much more like uh, straightforward where it's, it's a very linear uh, thing you have options to like select different missions and whatnot. 
But you're but, stuck um, with the same faction, kind of? Yeah, yeah. And and I won't lie, like, the story beats kind of only happen at the beginning of, like, a chapter, which a chapter then kind of contains, like, uh, like you know, five or six missions. Um, and then, like, a story beat at the end of it. And, like, in between the missions, like, I, I always feel like I don't really know what's going on <laughs> from a from a story point. Like, why am I here? <laughs> Who am I fighting? Mm. Uh, like, well, the, to put it in perspective, like, the missions are done in, like, under 60 seconds in some cases. Like, they can be, they're really quick games. Um, and so you spend more of your time just, like, customizing your mech and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so I... I I, I can see like it, it was it was kind of reviewed and in the middle of the road and I can kind of see why uh, it, it just kind of lacks that extra context uh, that really kind of hits home like it, it, for instance like the missions themselves you don't get a description of like what the conflict is before you select the mission and then it's like throwing you in like it gives you the objectives and it's like and go uh, there's no like what are the, you know, read out of the objectives before you get to that point. So it's just like, um, it's little things like that, I think could have made it a much stronger uh, game. But uh, I've been otherwise enjoying it mechanically. Uh, It, it, uh, you know, plays very, very well. It's a very fast-paced game. Uh, I've got a loadout that I've got basically a rifle uh, combined with a a shoulder-mounted missile launcher and a, and a minigun, and I've been doing pretty well with that combo so far. So, um, And then uh, and, and some other things, I've also been, I've actually been playing Halo uh, with my brother, my younger brother, who's a big Halo fan. <clears throat> the first I, Halo? Uh, well, I played through that one myself, but we played through Halo 2 and ODST. Right. Uh, recently, we're actually going to be starting up on Halo 3. Uh, so we're kind of going through the entire uh, franchise, as it were, and uh, so that's that's been a lot of fun. There's been, you know, there's there's a handful of mechs in the Halo universe. It's more kind of like power armor, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Uh, but um, that counts. <laughs> yeah, there's the giant scarab robot thing that you fight and sometimes fight with, mm-hmm. um, and it, it it really did kind of get me back into like really immersing myself in the lore. So, of course, I, I ordered five of the books uh, that I didn't have yet already. So uh, so I'm going to be digging into that. Uh, and then in the meantime, while I was waiting for, for those books to arrive, I decided to finally uh, pick up where I left off in Gundam The Origin uh, manga series. Um, yeah, I dropped I off was that on, too. Uh, I, I was on, I think, volume five. I think it I was, was on three, when, yeah. When Char and Garma are going to school, uh, <laughs> to the academy together and everything. So I, I picked up where I left off on that, and I got all the way through. Uh, I'm trying to remember, like, is it because it's the Battle of Loom, and then I think they cut back to the present day. Um, and so the the you know white bases, uh, the the Matilda. And Ryu uh, <laughs> scene uh, is is where I left off in the kind of the, the present day, uh, but that so it was basically like three three volumes of this thing. And once again, if you're if you're not familiar, 
uh, Gundam The Origin, the manga collection, is just gorgeously drawn, uh, for one thing, and um, and it's it's a nice quality paper, like, and it's it's a retelling of kind of the the original Gundam uh, story, but with a lot more context uh, put into you know the Shar side of things. And uh, you know where where you know how Zeon rose to power and everything like that. Like you see them gassing the colony that they ultimately drop um, mm. on Australia, and like that whole sequence of events. Um, and uh, it's it's been really good. And uh, so now I have to see about tracking down the next. I think I'm. I think there's five more volumes. Left. Actually, I think it goes up to like 12 or 13 and that takes you all the way through the end of uh, that original Gundam story um, but if you if you haven't uh, seen that yet and you I know they, they animated a lot of that um, and I need to catch up I think on the last movie or so <laughs> um, but yeah if you if you haven't seen that yet and you like Gundam definitely get your hands on on that. Yeah, they have all the uh, trades out there. They're not too expensive either, I don't think. No, they they really weren't. And like the quality, like it's hardcover books. Um, the like I said, the pages are nice. They're glossy and thick, so they you know they're less likely to get damaged. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's it's beautiful art. Um, it, it's also that that goofy like character faces and stuff are, are very very cartoonish, uh, which you don't get. It's it's an art style you just don't see. <laughs> yeah, it's anymore. much more manga than it was. Yeah, than yeah. You get the aesthetic and, and of it the, is anime. I, and I, if I remember correctly, it is it is Yas. Like it's it's the original guy doing all of the artwork on it. And stuff. Oh wow! Uh, there, there's even a section they do a lot of like uh, you know talking to other artists in the the industry and interviews and stuff at the at the end of the books. And uh, one of them mentioned like this guy talking to Yas, who's his basically his childhood hero, <laughs> and is like, and he's like, yeah, I don't draw like you know faces with the guides where you have like the big plus sign through people's faces. He's like, I just draw faces. I don't I don't use guides or anything like that at all. And he's just like, you are a god. <laughs> uh, it's good. It's it's got a lot of uh, good moments in it. So. Anyway, that's enough rambling from me. Uh, Pat, did you have anything you wanted to add to the Comstar? Oh, he's got so much more Gen Con stuff. This that was only an interlude for Gen Con. Yeah, I, I or or would you like to move on into the Mech Bay? Because I know we kind of set that up as our big Gen Con uh, discussion, at, along with a little extra. Was there anything you wanted to add to the Comstar, or or did you want to kind of roll us into the Mech Bay and talk a lot more about that? Because my Comstar is pretty much Rob's Comstar. Okay. Yeah, we did pretty similar stuff. Sounds good. All right, so with that, we're going to move on to the next segment and talk about Gen Con. Now entering the Mech Bay Hanger. Yeah, so welcome to the Mech Bay Hanger. This is uh, our kind of roundtable topic for the, the month. And so, uh, obviously, you two guys got to go to Gen Con, yes. and, uh, which is a huge convention, to say the least. Uh, and so wanted to give you guys a chance to talk a little bit about, you know, going to it, but then also, um, as we, as we continue the discussion, you know, 
wanted to see if you guys could kind of touch on, you know, what do you uh, look for as far as Mecca goes at a convention? Like what makes a really good showing of Mecca, um, either either board games or, you know, media or, or what have you? Uh, what do you look for when you go to a convention and you're looking for Mecca? Before we get started, have you been, I know you've been to Gen Con to help, but have you actually been to the convention itself? Uh, just the one time that I ran the uh, the Kings of War RPG. Oh, that's right. And that was off site. <laughs> yeah, and that was off site. <laughs> was it? All right. Yeah. Yes, because although most of the RPGs are held in hotels. Yeah. Outside. I, I had to haul a bunch of stuff like a block every day. <laughs> I don't remember that. Or a couple of blocks. Oh, you did, though. That's right, because you, you shared the room with us that year. Yeah. That's right. He sunk into his bed and disappeared. And he thought he was <laughs> he sunk into the, into the He <laughs> sunk air, into the end zone. The air mattress just deflated around <laughs> me. <laughs> uh, but, but, yeah, so I haven't really, like, gotten the Gen Con experience myself. Yeah, me neither. I've I've only ever gone to help Mantic. I've never gone as a participant. So take this as that, because most of our experiences are from like Pat. You went back in the day, right? I've done both. Yeah, but you haven't. I've you've been both. for at least ten years. You've been doing Mantic, so it's been quite a while since you. Yeah, been last a participant. year I've been been uh, uh, an exhibitor, not a participant. Yeah. So <laughs> take it with a grain of salt. Our our experiences on, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, it, it just means they get to go into all this stuff early and snag all the great deals before everyone else. Has a Pretty much, yeah. That that's that's a bonus for it. Yeah. Um, I will say though, since we're talking about this, this year was a good year for Mecca. Yeah. Because Catalyst really stepped up their game. Oh, it was ridiculous. Yeah. They put that giant Irby balloon out uh, in the vent hall where they were running their events. They had a elemental, full size elemental oh, cardboard yeah. standing. Yeah, that oh, was wow. cool too. Yeah. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, she was. Uh, yeah. It was pretty amazing to see how big an elemental would be in real life, and they had like a cutaway so you could see inside. It was it was really good art. That's neat. Actually, I think I followed the artist on just coincidentally on Twitter, and and uh, they were like, uh, "Oh yeah, that's what they use that art for." Because they had no clue it was going to come up. So when I posted <laughs> a picture of it, they're like, "Oh, that's so cool to see it." Because <laughs> I obviously they company like catalyst they just have so much art coming in they just use it for whatever right? mm -hmm. it'll be in a source book or it'll be a cover or it'll be you know you never know what sure. you're use for so um cool. i so we can recap a little bit well you want to start with catalyst since they're the front runners of mechs you want to you want to just do mech stuff or you want to do our experience at gen con <laughs> it actually you went can do, smoothly this year there was yeah no you, can do, you can do a general uh gen con overview and then um, then kind of speaks directly to the the, the mecca stuff so if you'd like this year everything went smooth so there's not really much more to talk about there was no excitement in our uh it's we set up the booth and we got to work it wasn't a, there was nothing really crazy this year so you mean was, no one like pulled the fire alarm or well actually no at fire the, alarms. there was at the uh there they every year they have like a a big exhibitor kind of party we never go to it because we're usually too busy or too tired but uh, I guess they everybody was partying it up, and someone did pull the fire alarm. So. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so I missed that. But, uh, yeah, we had a fun time. That was – shout out to uh, Martin from uh, from England. He was, he was my he was my co-pilot. We were, we were hanging out, so it was fun. But uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it was um, good, good Gen Con in general. But 
It was good. I mean, but, you know, uh, I didn't get to see the Mad Mob uh, Catalyst to see because there was, when we went to the Catalyst booth to get our Alpha Strikes, they were just in a pile, right? In the middle of the thing. They were piled up in like a tower in the middle of their booth. That was, I'd say, probably 10 foot wide and maybe five foot tall, full of just Alpha Strikes. So that's what went in two hours. They had like hundreds of them, and it was wow. it was impressive that I never really got to shop around their booth. Other than that. And like everything else that was new was sold out before I ever got back. I just grabbed we grabbed Alpha Strike and left like we were just in a hurry because it was just about to open. Yeah, and we went, back, we went back another time. What did we pick up? Uh, I don't think we picked up anything. Was it, was it the aerospace stuff or, or no? You guys, that was from a different booth. That was Iron Wind Metals. Yeah, they were they were nearby, but they that was separate. No, uh, we got did. No, we, we I went, think we just walked we around and checked to, it out, but no, because we talked to the one guy who was in charge of books. Yeah, we talked to in, in charge of the uh, novels because we were talking about how we interviewed Brian Young on the podcast, and he's like, "Oh yeah," and I said, "Such a nice guy." And he's like, he was doing signings, but once again, we were stuck in the booth; we couldn't even meet him. So, ah, <laughs> so it's, it's that kind of thing that we we miss out on a lot of the in, that way interactions. We get you know you get to know the the people who run the booths or you get to talk to people in between or while you're setting up and stuff, but you never really get the experience of Gen Con. We never got to right. do any play games. Like once again, they had the huge tournaments of Battletech and I assume other games, but we never saw any of that. So <laughs> it was just happened to be near <laughs> where Mantic was setting up that we, we saw that the big standee and all that stuff, but that was before everything was, anything was there. So yeah. But yeah, Catalyst um, definitely was the biggest presence for mech stuff. That's for sure. Yeah, I don't know if there was any other mechs. I mean, Giga Robo had their own little booth in the corner near the Entrepreneur's Alley. And uh, Was Cav there? Nope, they don't go to it. Nope. No, they don't go okay. to it because it's too expensive for them. Yeah, and, actually, uh, stick and, to the smaller ones. Plus, they have, plus CavCon is, uh, is a month after Gen Con, yeah, so I think a, that's a bit uh, It's on Labor Day, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, uh, and I think that's a better exposure for them, anyways. Yeah, and they go to they go to they went to Little Wars, I think, and they went to Adepticon, mm. too, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, other than that, they had the uh, Strange Machine Games was there doing their they have that all that their games, uh, their Robotech games, and they were there. But other than that, it wasn't. Uh, it's funny that we always say it's a big time for Max, but it's big time for BattleTech, really. <laughs> Uh, it's true. I, I can't think of any other mech-related stuff that was actually there. Usually, we're near the uh, what is it, Japanime uh, booth? They're a big uh, company that uh, import Japan, stuff. Japan Japanimation. Yeah, they they uh, usually have a huge booth full of like all different uh, stuff they import from Japan. But we weren't even near them this year, so we didn't really even get to see them. It yeah, was they got that's where we got to see the in the years past. That's where we got to see the. Attack an SDF one game that I got. Mm. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, there were certain they had things like that there, but yeah, we didn't see too much other stuff. Like I say, it's huge too. Like if you haven't been to Gen Con, the actual dealer hall I would say is what seven football fields wide, maybe longer. <laughs> it's huge. Yeah, you need to, you need to have a plan when you go in there. Yeah, like we just kind of wandered, was, but we always wandered the same direction. Because if you do so wander, <laughs> yeah. It's easier to wander in the, in the, before the crowds get in, but once the crowd gets in, wandering becomes yeah. kind of you're, a and you're you, stuck in the you're booth. in the flow. We were we were in the booth demoing and selling the whole time. Like we had no time to do anything else really. Like I never I left the booth to go to the washroom. Like other people would bring us food. That would be about it. Like we never left. 
from what when it opened at ten, we left it and it closed at like six or five. I can't remember which closed. Six. Yeah, so we were just there for that whole time. And then afterwards, we just kind of stumbled back to the <laughs> hotel rooms, get more food and go to sleep. <laughs> but it was, at least this year, unlike last year, where it was uh, much more subdued, it seemed to be back in the flow. There was tons of people, tons of people having fun, tons of people at all the restaurants. Like, it was it was good times for that, so. That's yeah, good. I mean, it, we got to see some cool things. Uh, we went and looked at some Kickstarter stuff, like, and then surprisingly got the Interceptor like we talked yeah, about yeah. earlier. Uh, and I went and looked at uh, my other Kickstarter, that Stellaris game that I kickstarted. Oh yeah, that's right. Another it's the Forex game. game that they, yeah, it's yeah, a Forex game that they turned into a board game. Yeah, uh, yeah. That uh, looks quite intimidating. Though. There's a lot of parts of that son of a gun. Yeah, there was. It took yeah. a huge table, like it was crazy. <laughs> uh, we stopped by Renegade Studios for uh, the GI Joe card game and Transformers card oh, game. Oh, that's right. Yep, I oh, picked up the Transformers the- one. Yeah, I picked up the expansion for G.I. Joe. Um, because uh, I wanted to have a Devastator. I don't know if this counts. I guess Alien does. Aliens does have a uh, power loader in it, so it counts. I went to Free League. and they, It counts. They were real nice. They gave me a copy of the Alien RPG because I was, I was going to buy it, and they're like, yeah, just take it. You're from Mantic. We like you yeah. guys. Like, what? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so shout out to those guys because, yeah. you know. That was super it's nice. It's not every time, like, you know, we don't go to these things expecting to get stuff, but it's always nice when another company is a fan of us. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, so that was fun. It was yeah. Every year we kind of hang with those guys. Uh, Free League is from Sweden, I think, and uh, but they're the Americans in the booth there. But they were cool. Uh, but yeah, other than that, it was it. I think Gen Con's just too big. Like I think that's a, to start going into what we'd want to see at a convention. I think Gen Con is too diverse for just to see mech stuff. Uh, it, if I think if there was just a convention that had kind of more focused into the maybe anime. Like a Capcom. Like Capcom, but not even just that focused. That's too focused almost, but almost smaller, like Depticon size, but for just mech stuff would be kind of cool. Like you get all the Robotech yeah. stuff, you get all the Cav stuff, you get Battletech, you know, like you can have all mm, the Gunpla stuff, you know. Maybe we should have a mobile armor radio con. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, that, I would never want to run a convention. It's so that's <laughs> a lot of work I, lot. I have friends that have done it and it is it is a lot of work but yeah but in, gen- not in a bad way just a well, lot yeah of work. it's rewarding i'm sure but it's just a lot of work like uh, well, the reason we do this podcast is because we wanted a podcast about all different types of mech related stuff because we love it all and i'd like to see that in mm-hmm. convention like you know i wouldn't want to do it but i'd like to see it you know yeah i would i would go to a, a, a mech convention so anyone listening to it wants to start a mech that's different. I'd go to the, I'd go to an all mech convention. Yeah, because yeah. they do like transform. Yeah, TFCon is uh, all over the place, and so for Transformers they have those conventions. Botcon, I don't I don't think Botcon's around anymore, but they used to do that. But uh, like, there's specific conventions for that kind of stuff, and then you have things like CavCon or I don't. I, I Maze Catalyst doesn't do their own thing. I know uh, Chaosium, which is nothing to do with Max, but they're doing their own convention too now. So I wonder if uh, eventually we'll get a Catalyst convention where they. But it'll probably be in Seattle. I think aren't they based in Seattle, Catalyst? That's a good if, question. If uh, if uh, Shadowrun is to be believed, probably. <laughs> I think they. Well, that Shadowrun was FASA, which was FASA was based in Chicago, so it makes no sense. Because <laughs> the funny thing about FASA is they're based in Chicago, and they immediately destroyed Chicago in Shadowrun. Like, <laughs> they only destroyed it to get rid of the bugs. 
well at their own they at their own uh, place that was the the center of the bug contamination was fasa headquarters which is hilarious but uh <laughs> yeah their head, their headquarters is located in Lake Stevens Washington gotcha. yeah is that catalyst yeah yeah so i thought yeah. if they do anything it'd be out way out and i don't think any of us could travel that far that's pretty far <laughs> well seattle is it's or seattle or just washington state is not an easy there's not a lot of connecting flights yeah, it's yeah. not. It's not a destination. <laughs> and Lake Steve, it is a destination, but the thing is, there's just not a lot of. It's not a hub. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You you live in Chicago though, the ultimate hub. So it's like yeah, right. Everything's nothing compared to yours. <laughs> so this place is way up there in the mountains. Well, that's kind of yeah. cool. A but, secret fortress. Even Ironwood Metals is in. I think they're in Indiana or Ohio or somewhere over there, and you can go to visit them. But uh, yeah. All those companies, you get them in one big convention, you're just playing all different stuff, everybody interacting together. There might be rumbles, so you get the, the, the people who are very loyal to certain things. The Macross guys who start fighting the Robotech guys, and then... Oh, yeah, <laughs> see, we don't need that. Let's just all come together. Can't we yeah. all just love yeah. everything? But, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, and then just, to, just to touch on, so I know you guys are mostly at the booths and everything, but, like, from your experience with... The tournaments at an event, uh, like you know, a gaming convention. What kind of uh, tournaments or or even just free play do you guys like to see for a mecha related, um, you know, setting? Well, that's a good question because uh, Cav would be a, a good one mm-hmm. uh, because it could play fairly quickly. Uh, you'd have to go low points. BattleTech, you'd definitely have to do uh, an Alpha Strike tournament. You couldn't do a well, they do at Gen Con. They do do regular BattleTech tournaments, but I can't imagine how long it lasts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you couldn't go more than the Lance for sure. Yeah, I, I assume it's Lance on Lance at those tournaments. They have they uh, but they have a lot I of would, tournaments. I would. Moment. I mean, I do. I mean, you could have an old school thing, but that would be yeah, or a that mass would be battle all game. You, that that would be all you did for that weekend. Yeah, that's right. That's. That is always a problem with uh, BattleTech. It's it by itself. It 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 is a weekend game. It's not a it's not a quick game. But they yeah. must do it somehow. But they if must... you did, you could do you could do the Alpha Strike, and then you still have some time. Well, but people, there's a lot of people who don't like Alpha Strike. They they find it uh it's cheapens the experience. Where I, uh, I agree. I don't have time. For, uh, <laughs> I full agree, on and I, don't, I, it, I disagree and agree on yeah. both ends. I see both sides of the arguments, uh, but. I'm pro Alpha Strike in a yeah. tournament setting, but I, if you were looking to do an event, say like a scenario event, then yeah, break out the old school rules, play it out. Yeah, I I personally yeah. don't like tournaments. Like I don't like playing competitively like that. I'd much rather do a narrative campaign or something. Like, yeah, almost in my older game. age, I don't play much tournaments either. Yeah, yeah, uh, but I I still know. What would be a better tournament from my oh, yeah. experiences? Me personally, I wouldn't want tournaments, but I know it's very popular. But that's <laughs> I'd rather play friendly games or play a bunch of different games. That's once again, it, like you said, free play is that'd be the way to go. Where just have a bunch of tables set up with all different games, and you just can go sit and play, learn how to play all different types of all the different mech games. That'd be kind yeah. of fun. yeah, yeah, and that would be great. Like you sit down, you have a cat free play, a BattleTech free play. An interceptor free play, a Giga Robo. All those board games. There's uh, ignition core. 
get the yeah. ignition core and whatever that abomination game that uh, <laughs> that should be likes to play. The oh, there's tons the of devils games, chil- but the, the the devil's children's game, whatever that one's called. <laughs> but there's tons of card games like for Robotech, and now that the uh, Attack on SD1 oh, yeah. and Red Reconstruction Line. and Redline and like there's so many like, yeah. Like board games now too, like not just miniature games. There's tons of variety in the in the world there, and that maybe uh, Catalyst can bring back the uh, BattleTech pods. They weren't there this year, and they haven't been there for a while. I wonder if they finally died. Those things, those pods. I they think were, they finally died because those they were held together by like nothing. <laughs> so old. Oh, I yeah. remember those things in the early nineties. Oh yeah, they were, I remember seeing a set at uh, uh, well, what the heck is the one in Ohio? Um, uh, it's escaping me. Origins. Um, Origins. I I saw them there uh, when I went a couple of years back, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't get a chance to play in them. Not. But. But I I think they finally uh, either they it just got too much trouble to bring them out, or they finally died. One of the two, because yeah. I would go there. They finally died. Plus, I mean, the graphics in those. If you never played in them, those things were Mech Warrior Two, Mech Warrior Three looking yeah, yeah. graphics. Yeah. Vector graphics almost. Yeah. I wouldn't even call it three. I bet it's based on two. <laughs> Probably. It might have been four, honestly. But I'm thinking the, back. It might have been four. You think it was that good? I don't know. But, uh... <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you look at Mechwork 4, it's really not that no, good. <laughs> Compared to two, it is. But, uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, stuff, it's though. definitely... I, you know, now that I think about it, it's definitely four, because two was, was like the Commodore 64... Yeah, it was vector graphics, yeah. yeah. Um, but you could do it in VR now. You probably could do the exact same thing with VR glasses, you know? Like, without yeah. the whole pod. Like, you just have a chair in VR glasses. It'd be the exact same experience. Better, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> I think people are porting uh, MechWare 5 into uh, VR, which, I, you know. I don't know. It would be nice to have the pods. You could pump heat in there. Well, you could still do that. But uh, unless the actual you're, unless you're clan, then you just pump air conditioning in there. <laughs> But uh, yeah, you could still do all that stuff, but you just the technology to you would need all the screens and everything. You just do it all virtual. Oh yeah, controls maybe, but yeah. So, anyway, so that was off topic, but uh, interactive, yeah, interactive part of the convention for sure. Like computer games are so much part of it now. It'd be cool to have an arcade almost with all the different uh, uh, mech video games. Also, they do usually. I mean, if, they, if we're talking about a mech gun then, you know, having arcade games would be awesome. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, even at Gen Con, they used to have that arcade in there. I'm not sure if it was there this year, because it seemed like all those rooms where the arcade was is were filled with, like, oh, no, other they companies. Moved, they, moved the, they moved the arcade down that hall. Remember we saw the arcade games when... I don't know if we I was with you at that point. Car. Yeah, we were going to get my car to go home. <laughs> oh, that, that long yeah, that, hall there was that, that little was bit of arcade, but they had, like, a huge Was Rob room. checked out by then? <laughs> Yeah, it was, but I, they had like arcade games. But I'm saying that that whole room with like like land set up, that uh, that oh, uh, the yeah, company yeah, yeah. Uh, Mantic's uh, boss's son was in last year or the year before. Oh, he wasn't. He was in there. He was in there again today. The, this year was he? It must have been somewhere yeah. else. That's all. But yeah, they yeah, also because he, he came back and bragged. Yeah, I only paid for an hour and I stayed for four. <laughs> <laughs> wow, like father like son, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like a, that's the thing. Gen Con, I think even Adepticon is better for for mech stuff, just because you can see it all. You know, like you can. Mm-hmm. It gets us lost in the everything gets lost in the chaos that yeah. is uh, Gen Con. I mean, 
Gen Con definitely is probably not the best venue because of the variety of Gen Con. And it, you have to right. go big like Catalyst. Like, the only reason we knew Catalyst was there, they went so big that you had to know they were there. Like, that's the only way to do it. Yeah. Like, it is. Plus, it's, it, it, I mean, and since its inception, it's always been primarily a role playing convention slash board game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely based on D&D or Pathfinder. Gotcha. Uh, but Adepticon would probably be the because it's more miniature based, and that's what mech yeah. are miniatures, basically. But it, somewhere so the most- in between, too, yeah. I don't know, I've never been to Origins. Maybe Origins is a little more reasonable, but I don't know. Uh, but other than that, it was, uh, it was a... If you have never been to Gen Con, it's an experience. It's expensive. It's, you know, just to be there. The hotel rooms, the, like the food, everything is crazy expensive. They pump it up for, yeah. for, for all that. Like, the only reason <laughs> the Apple six, What's that? Gen Con. So even if I was not going on as an exhibitor, I would still probably go to Gen Con just because I enjoy it. It is. Yeah, you also live pretty close, so it's not too bad. You're only like three hours away, so. Yeah. So you, you could go for a day even and go home, but uh, yeah, I so Indianapolis only exists to uh, have conventions, so they know that they can just put prices crazy in downtown. So everything's really expensive downtown. So like even Chicago is <laughs> cheaper than Indianapolis, which doesn't make sense, but it is. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you've never been to Gen Con, it's an experience. You should go at least once. That's my theory. But uh, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And nice. uh, experience it. Experience the craziness. Let yeah. it develop you. And, and if you are, again, trying to stay on top of it, but if you are a mech fan, it's also the place where people are releasing yeah. new stuff. New stuff yeah. at that time, too. So and there's, if you're looking to get... I don't know how many different, like, their catalog of games to play. Like, you, mm. there's so much stuff. I'm sure there was all the games we're talking about were played there. We just never saw it, right? It's just so big. And oh, yeah. I, yeah. I I never went to the exhibit hall except for when it was uh, setting up. I never went in there, so I have no idea what was in there after that. So, oh, you mean the exe- the event hall? The event hall, that's what I meant. Yeah, sorry. yeah. I didn't get to get. Normally, I try to go to the event hall just to see how everything's going, and I never made it out there either. Yeah, it was. We were kind of short on manpower though, so I could uh, bail out of the booth. Well, you also had office. to. Pat had to do a. Uh, he was he was a star of a panel too. So, <laughs> oh, nice. True. I wouldn't. I. I uh, <laughs> Yeah, you want to tell them about your panel? It was exciting. Yeah, it was a dark horse panel we did. It was uh, basically comics, comics crowd, comics crowdfunding, comic. It's a comics and crowdfunding from the books to the table. Okay, so it was yeah, yeah crowdfunding different comics, yeah, you know, and also for the uh, games because Mantic does do uh, Hellboy Miniature Game and upcoming Umbrella Academy, so. Both from yeah. the Dark Horse, so yeah, it was they had a good set of panels. I was like, I forget everyone's name. There was a girl from Renegade. There was Jim Zub, and another comic book artist whose name I forgot. I I I think the panel is online. So if anybody wants to check it out, look, look up. You can you can watch the panel. Oh? I think. So oh, nice. You can see Pat live. You yes. Can see Pat lie. Oh. <laughs> And then there was a couple of Twitch streamer girls, or there's one streamer girl, and then there was a another. I guess it was an actor. Actor. Um, but I got to chat with Jim Zub, and he's going to be doing the new Conan now. So. Oh, nice! Yeah, Conan's gone to Titan Comics, I believe, is where it's gone. So. Yeah. 
That's interesting, but uh, no Max and Conan last time I checked. No, but it was a good thing. <laughs> Yet. Yeah, I, I wish Dark Horse made a mech uh, property so you could make a mech game out of it. It would be awesome. Damn, that is Dark weird. Horse, make a mech game. Or a mech comic book. Everybody else is. They probably do. <laughs> they've, they've done so many comic books. I'm sure there is a mech one in there somewhere, but... I mean, their their catalog is so huge. Yes, yeah. I'm sure. Yep, good <laughs> good stuff. But yeah. I don't know. Is there anything else to talk about Gen Con? I think uh, we've covered most of it. And what yeah. we want in a convention, Brian? How about you? What what was you want in a convention? You never really said. Well, it, it, I think the the big thing you guys it kind of touched on it, where it's it's you know the ability to to try out the games. Mm-hmm. I think you know being able to see people playing at. And I, I don't I don't play competitively uh, very often myself. Uh, if I, if I do, it's kind of just to support the event. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, you know, I, I I do love seeing uh, you know the the models painted up in in you know for for those kind of events. You know, seeing the creative ways that people have have put them together and stuff. And uh, you know. I think I think tournaments draw that kind of crowd in a big way. Um, so like seeing events like that would be would be pretty sweet. Um, I, I I do like the idea of you know especially for for mech related if we had those arcade pods because mm-hmm. you know that is an experience you just you don't get anywhere else. Um, and uh, you know wh- whether it's whether it's the old mech warrior ones or I know they have a lot of Gundam themed ones. Oh yeah. Um, and, uh, I know I, I've, I've seen some at anime conventions. I haven't got a chance to play them yet, but, um, you know, those kind of things I think would be really, uh, a nice blend there. And, uh, but yeah, the, the new releases obviously is, is a huge, uh, draw and, uh, yeah, hopefully there's not too much bad blood between different mecha okay. franchises uh, you'd you'd hope everyone is is kind of there, knowing that. Uh, I was being you know, We're all here for the I, big thing. I'm pretty sure most people like everything. Like it's once you fall in love mm-hmm. with giant mechs, it doesn't matter what form they come in. I think everybody loves free. You know, there might be some diehard BattleTech guys or something like that, but generally, if you're a mecha fan, you like it all. So I only yes. do chibi tech. Mm. <laughs> Your Pat's mm. arch enemy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, what, you know what? You know what pushed me over the edge? Is someone did chibi clans. <laughs> that'd be funny. That that drive that would drive me to. Uh, there'd, to there'd be fisticuffs. There'd be there'd be some kind of news story on the uh, about some guy losing it. <laughs> but I but I think too like also like getting the chance to meet like authors and and yeah. comic artists you know creators of. Of these franchises would be really awesome. Like, like, could you imagine uh, going to a convention and like maybe one of the the keynote panels is Guillermo del Toro talking about yeah. Pacific Rim? Like, yeah, <laughs> that well, would be pretty a, sweet. I forgot to mention Artist Alley. We always had Artist Alley is usually between us and the washroom, so we always go through it. But one guy in the Artist Alley did amazing, like, like painting of uh, Jetfire from uh, Transformers. It was like. I would oh, have nice. bought it. There was they had prints. I would have bought one for sure if I thought I could have got it home without destroying it. But oh, yeah, that's right. Because I sent you over there. I brought yeah. you over there because I thought it was a Robotech one, but it turned out to be Jetfire. Yeah, which is my <laughs> favorite Transformer. But he, uh, yeah, he 
there's that kind of stuff. Like there was tons of authors too. Like once again, we never get to see all these people, but there's tons of those kind of people in the artist alley. So it'd be cool. Like you say, for just like mech related kind of people, that'd be amazing. Especially mm-hmm. if you can get some of the international people, like you get some of the Japanese creators, that'd be pretty cool. Oh yeah. So, yeah. For sure. It'd be so hard. Weta to- workshop. Yeah. Weta. Yeah. <laughs> making, making custom. Yeah. And Weta did not have GKR there this year. I don't was what even there this year? I didn't even see them. No, I mean normally they think the who they worked who are they working with in the, oh Cryptozoic. Were they? They used to share a booth with Cryptozoic, but this year they didn't come. I wonder yeah. if they moved on from GKR. Oh, I think yeah, that was just a pet project, I think, for one of their designers. They seem to like I know this other guy was just making like a whole Hobbit village that they're selling STLs for <laughs> and like I think they kind of support their artists to expand out, like do what they want to do. And then they kind of support them monetarily to put that out there. And I think Jake Arrow was just, somebody's had some fun with bashing some robots and yeah, they put out a couple expansions, I think, but it's, yeah, I I, I don't think it was ever meant to be an ongoing game. I think a long term. Yeah, yeah. Put it out there. And uh, yeah. Weta, plus Weta has to travel from New Zealand. That's that's quite a trip. So uh, even now, even with <laughs> all the restrictions hike. kind of lifting, I bet it, bet New Zealand is still has some tough restrictions. So I, I bet it's a pain in the ass for them to come. Yeah, we'll, we'll see next year if they have something else going on. But yeah, oh cool. Well, thanks thanks for giving the recap on Gen Con and, and as well as you know talking about what what makes for an exciting mecca uh, convention. And if and, there's uh, a billionaire out there who wants to put <coughs> to it. We we'll be forced to we'll we'll do it for you if you were forced to make a uh, MAR con. It's true. <laughs> Someone wants to put the money into it. <laughs> yeah. I would I would try to run it. Oh yeah, we yeah. could do it if we had to. But <laughs> I just I think monetarily I yeah. think conventions are a, a unless it is Gen Con or one of these big ones. I I don't think conventions can be monetarily advantageous let's just say it, it's so it, hard. It takes a while to hit a critical mass where yeah. you're in a profit. <laughs> yeah. Because it's just so hard, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. So I think with that, I'll wrap up the episode here and, and head on out. Let's exfil out of here. All right, and welcome to the exfil. This is basically just our little outro for the show. So thank you all for, for checking it out and hope you had you know positive uh, convention experiences yourselves. If you went to Gen Con, feel free to you know post the message in our in our Facebook group or in our Discord. Yeah, and, let us uh, know if we missed something. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Or if, like if you if you forgot to say hi to these guys, or uh, if there was if there's something that you would love to see, you know, you're always like on the lookout for at a convention, or or things that you would like to see and and are curious what conventions might have it. Uh, you know, those kind of questions yeah, are always welcome. Yeah, if there's something we forgot or didn't think of, yeah, it'd be interesting to hear. Or These if two have if been thinking, to a lot of conventions. <laughs> if you're thinking of making a convention, let us know and we'll uh, we'll yeah. plug it on the show. Yeah, for sure. But uh, I think I think with that, we're going to put a pin in this. So uh, with that, I've been Brian. Yeah, I've been Chopper. And as always, the shortest outros ever, I'm Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, Bye-bye. This has been Mobile Armor Radio. Join our Facebook group by searching for Mobile Armor Radio. Find us on Twitter at MArmorRadio. 
Find us on iTunes and visit our website, mobilearmorradio.podbean.com. Join us on the first of every month for more Mecha Discussion.